This is a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. Go to allthews.3cr.org.au. Coach, we're ready to play on the sporting record. My name's John A. Tate, and over there we've got James Tate. On the panel, how you going? And over here we've got M. Collard. G'day, g'day. How are we? Pretty good. We're we've been in here. We, we've just done a really good interview with uh, Alex Saundry, so we've mm-hmm. been in here for a couple of hours. We and have we'll, indeed. we'll replay that uh, over the next couple of weeks, sort of uh, uh, sports management and... Uh, uh, Australian women athletes and things would be good. Yeah, it was a fantastic interview and Alex was wonderful to talk to. So looking forward to airing that one and hopefully you're all looking forward to hearing it. Stay tuned and stay radical for that one. And now we've got World Cup fever here in 3CR. Not just the Soccer World Cup, mind you, but the Netball World Cup. So we'll get to that. But first, we'll do an acknowledgement. Before we get started... The Sporting Record would like to acknowledge the Wurundjeri Woiwurrung people of the Kulin Nation as the traditional custodians on the land from which we broadcast this program and on which much of our local sport is played. We pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging and acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. We would also like to acknowledge the incredible contribution of First Nations athletes to this country's sporting life. Well said, Em. Beautifully so, done, off the top of your head. Netball <laughs> World Cup, it's happening in Cape Town this year in South Africa. Um, Australia, the Diamonds, are the best in the world currently. Mm. They're ranked number one. So Australia's, What do the Kiwis have to say about that? Well, they're third, John. They're oh, really? Third. And yep. the Kiwis drew to South Africa in three hours ago, so not much oh. to say about that, to oh. be honest. Oh. Yes, it's popping off there over in South Africa. Um, Australia is looking to add their 12th World Cup title to their illustrious record. Um, and it's going pretty well over there, but there's a couple of cock-ups happening. Oh, we'll okay. All right. Now, if I go quiet in a minute, you'll know why, because I really know nothing much about netball. Yes. But I can give you a little bit of background, and then I'll just drift out of the picture. <laughs> so the World Cup, it started on the 28th of July, so it's been going for a few days. Yes. And we'll, we'll come to its conclusion on the 6th of August. Uh, the 16 teams involved, pretty much Commonwealth countries... Uh, all the Great Britain countries, of course, and uh, from the Pacific, you know, you've got uh, those ones, Tonga and those ones. Uh, from the Caribbean, a few entries from the Caribbean. Also Sri Lanka, not sure where they fit into the picture. And uh, Singapore, not sure where they fit in. But, you know, they're the sort of teams we're, we're talking about. Four years, it happens every four years. Four yep. years ago, New Zealand beat Australia by one point in a thriller, I believe. Yes, mm. yes. Can't say I saw it, but uh, that's what I've, I've discovered. Interesting fact about that match. Yeah. New Zealand won and received no prize money at all. No. Why not? At all. Because Netball, uh, the governing body, is just oh, well. struggling for cash, basically. So there was an outcry. 
and a group of sponsors got together and pulled together three hundred thousand dollars, which was divided between the players. <laughs> they all got about twenty five thousand each, <laughs> but only after a public outcry. Bloody hell! Can you Jeez. believe it? Jeez, I mean, I unfortunately I can, but that's incredibly disappointing. Yeah. So, is there rectification on that for this year? No. Oh, we no, got some no. spice. Oh, I'm ready. I'm ready for this, Jimmy. Yes. So, look, um, it's a bit of a cock up, and the 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 big elephant in the room regarding cock ups is it's on at the same time as the soccer world cup. Mm. Yes. So, that alone is just a massive red flag. I mean, come on, you've got the biggest soccer event in the world, the biggest women's sporting event standalone ever in mm. history, and the the Nepal World Cups at the same time. So yeah. they're losing a lot of viewership, a lot of sponsorship dollars there straight off the bat when they're struggling for money. And to be honest, like, and I, I do, I love watching netball. At elite level netball is just phenomenal to, to watch. I actually didn't realize it had already started. I thought it was yet yeah, to begin. Yeah, it's drowned out by the soccer World Cup mm. fever, right? We're all got World Cup fever. Which is great. Netball, netball's struggling. And they're always struggling for money at the moment, Paul. But it's not free to air if you want to watch it. It's on Foxtel or KO. It's on Foxtel or KO. I believe that the semifinals and final will be on SBS. Yes, correct. So you can go on SBS Viceland, which is channel 31 on your free to air, I believe. Mm -hmm. But also SBS On Demand. So those are happening on the 5th and 6th of August, so this weekend, Saturday and Sunday. Australia will probably be in both of those games. So if you're looking for a bit of Australian netball, bang, you go to yeah. SBS. So, look, it, it's it's a bit of a cock-up as well because the ticketing system over mm. in South Africa, which is run by a, a company called Plankton. Plankton? Plankton, which doesn't strike me with great confidence it's, regarding it a ticketing already I'm, I'm feeling nervous about their, and their plankton performance. plankton microscopic organisms? Plankton are what whales eat. Yes, so uh, the fact that they've got a microscopic organism in charge of ticketing is is a problem. Does that reflect the microscopic money that the players make? Oh, oh there you go. <laughs> boom, John, boom. John, you're on today. You're on yeah. today, John. That's all I've got to offer on this topic. <laughs> yeah, so... Now you're going quiet. Puns. Yeah. <laughs> the home team, South Africa, all their games have been packed out, so that's a win. Yeah. But the ticketing prices are a bit too expensive, so, for example, here in Australia, tickets for games are about $20, give or take. Very accessible. Over in uh, South Africa, where there's a significant portion of the community that really don't make much money, mm. tickets to the games are roughly 50 to 70 Australian dollars, oh. which over there is 500 to 700 Rand, the South African currency, which prices a whole lot of people out of the games. Yeah, that's... Really significant. And there are lots of anecdotes of people saving up for four years since it was announced that there was going to be a Netball oh, World Cup stop. in South Africa, saving up for years to attend this thing, and the prices are pretty exorbitant by local standards. So that's partly because of the struggle for money that a lot of the government and uh, corporate sponsors are pumping in. They want a return on investment, and therefore they jack the prices up to try and get their money back. But it leaves out a whole bunch of people. Mm. So that's cock up number one. And oh, God, eight, there's more. Let me just say, we love netball. We love netball here at the Sporting Record. But there's, uh, there's some scrutiny to be applied to the netball, netball governing body. Well, it does seem as, you know, netball is a sport. The athletes, they're doing a fantastic job. They're trying their best among trying conditions of potentially yeah. uh, could be improved upon management. Yes. So another thing is that there's a lot of double booked seats. 
Oh, no. A lot of plankton. What are you doing? Plankton, <laughs> plankton are having a mare. Oh. Having an absolute mare. Um, and people with prepaid seats, you know, there are VIP packages that Australians have bought for roughly, you know, three grand. So that would that include what, like flights or something? Flights, you get your whole package. You get your tickets. But when they show up to the game, they're just thrown in random seats. They don't have allocated seats. Oh. They just go, oh, there's space over there. Go sit over there. Go on. Some people have um, seats that have been double or triple booked by different people. So they show up. Other people are in the seat. We both have the same seat. You know, it's 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 oh, not what a nightmare. It's not going very well. Yeah, uh, and I mean the, the the other main one that we've touched on already is that there's no guaranteed prize money or wages paid. Every team has to pay their own way there, and this is including countries with not much money. You know, Jamaica's struggling for money. Um, Tonga would struggle for money. Trinidad and Tobago. Trinidad and Tobago. These are countries that don't have a lot of money to spare for netball especially mm. um, i mean australia a wealthy country is struggling with netball money yeah well so i mean we've these other countries yeah we covered the whole um you know victorian government and now the major sponsors of netball australia because hancock prospecting we've covered that story about sponsorship yeah. and that was a big deal because they're losing money and the collingwood netball club had to fold due to monetary issues mm. like there's even here absolutely i mean even for jamaica for their women's world cup soccer team football team whatever you want to say they had to um get a gofundme together to get them over here yeah mm. so the profits of the world cup so there's no guaranteed money but the profits if there are any are divided up between the international body for netball the host nation and the participating countries so uh, the netballing body says they think this is fairer because the smaller countries are less wealthy and they really need the money to keep netball going in their country and pay for future trips and that sort of thing. But that's only if there are profits. And, there's, so, and at the moment, is there any word on whether that's likely? No indication whatsoever. Mm. But, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be hard to turn a profit with the way they're going. Yeah. But you never know. You never know. If you pack out the semi-finals and the finals, seventy dollars a ticket, maybe you'll get a bit back. Um, but you know, just mismanagement all over the shop here. Yeah. Yep. Nonetheless, Australia's looking very good. Australia, the best in the world. They've been described as relentless. Uh, they're playing England soon, but England and Australia are both through the semi-finals already, guaranteed. Um, then other countries like New Zealand and Jamaica are playing off to get into those final two semi-final spots. Mm. So it's looking good on the Australia front. It's looking good. Got some star players. But, you know, netball needs to step up their game. Yeah. Bada bing, bada boom. Bada boom. That's, uh, you've heard it here first. <laughs> Exclusive. Exclusive sporting record. Well, step now that up I know game. that it's on, I'll, uh, I'll try to tune in. Yeah. On KO? Yep, on KO. Or SBS for the finals. Mm -hmm. Yes, Saturday and Sunday night on SBS. That's easy. That's good. How how do we go with time zones, Jim? South Uh, Africa. Can't do that off the top of my head, but it's not too different. Okay. Fastest fastest fingers in radio. Fastest thumbs in radio. Yeah, here we go. M's on the fact checker (laughs) machine. So Um, if we wanted to look up, so Australia playing in the semi final, is that correct? All right. Now, I have one more gripe. Yes, go go for it. One more gripe. You know when you search the World Cup soccer on Google, it automatically comes up with games and schedules and knockout and table. It gives you everything Mm -hmm. instantly. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to click on any website. Google gives you it. You do the same for the Netball World Cup and nothing comes up. 
So Google are oh. uh, basically not putting in much effort for the Netball World Cup, even though it's a major sporting event. I tried looking up the format, and it was a bit of a complicated format. There's sort of uh, they have the group thing for teams in in a group, but then they have a second group stage, which I couldn't really follow. Yes. But anyway, I guess it'll end up in semi-finals and finals. Look, I mean, the general idea is groups play off, you get to the semi-final. That's it. Um, and there are playoffs and things, but, you know. I think it's a tiered system. So there's groups that go automatically to the semi-final, yeah. and there are groups that go into a playoff to get into the semi-final spot. So some of the weaker countries will play each other and get some games yeah. under their belts and maybe get through. It's know, like in they, Eurovision. They do well. It's like in Eurovision how there are some countries that get through to the finals automatically. Yes. And then the other countries play off for a chance to get into the finals. Yes, yeah. that's right. Eurovision. So that's the netball. Oh, well, we've stored for long enough. Em, have you got an answer on that uh, question about I tell you what, the, fast, the fastest thumbs in radio, it's strong. And I think this is, I'm going to blame it on Google as yeah, we've just discussed. It's, it's, not, it's not going very well. Um, Google needs to step up their game. They really do. Okay. Yes. That. So, um, and I should note as well, uh, just on the pay for women's netball, especially in this country, Australia has the best netball league in the world, the Super League, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, there are 80 players signed to rosters in the Super League, and the average wage is $70,000, which is piss poor in terms of professional sport. That's the average, so some get more, some get less. But netball is a sport that a lot of people need to balance the sport with other work to pay their way through and to just, just, just to scrape by. Um, so it's a sport that needs desperate finance. I'd say government funding would be fantastic because the government can afford to do it. Um, the state government especially has kicked in $15 million in the past via sponsorship, but the federal government should be funding netball. Oh, netball players need good management. I think Alex Saundry manages yes. uh, and her company manages some netball players. Friend of the show, Alex Saundry. Friend of the show. <laughs> there you go. All right, we've got, we've got it. I've got it. Here we go. Fastest sums in radio has come through. Um, so the semifinal one, which is that the one, the semifinal one and two. So 10 a.m. Saturday, August 5th um, is going to be 7 p.m. Australian time on oh, Saturday. Perfect. Prime time. And there's a th- and then the second semifinal is 3 p.m. for them, which ends up being, I think it's going to be quite late for us, but maybe good for us to watch, Jimmy. It'll be start at midnight. So the second oh, one starts at midnight. The first one, second semifinal starts at midnight on Saturday, sun, Saturday night, Sunday morning. That's right. And the first semifinal is 7 p.m. on Saturday Jim's night. just starting to wake up at midnight. Yes, I am a night owl. Yes. I will, I will say. Me and you both. So that's the netball. So there we go. But now we're going to turn to the other World Cup, which is Soccer World Cup. But first, we'll have a few announcements. The fears are Palestinian scarves, and they're a symbol of support for justice for the Palestinian people. Buying one will support the last remaining factory in Hebron that makes for fears, and all proceeds from the sales support projects in Palestine, especially Gaza, as well as local solidarity organisations. From the traditional black and white kafir to an array of modern designs, explore the range and order online or drop by 3CR during business hours. Wear your support for the rights of Palestinians. Go to kafirs.org.au 
That's kufiyas.org.au. A 3CR supporter. The revolution in Rojava is a beacon of hope for the world, putting direct democracy and feminism into practice on a broad scale. This radical attempt at social transformation now faces huge challenges, including daily attacks by the Turkish military with little outside recognition or aid. Show your support for Rojava by joining North East Syria Solidarity, or NESS, and help ensure the survival of this inspiring experiment in social change. NESS sends aid, raises awareness, and builds solidarity. Get involved at www.nessolidarity.org.au. NESS is a 3CR supporter. Okay, we're back. What do you want to say about the World Cup soccer? Well, let's just say, since we've uh, last been to air, I mean last week, Australia, there were question marks about how good Australia could be. Yes. There were question marks, there was worries, we were on the brink of defeat, and then Australia came out and absolutely smashed Canada 4-0. And it was a great team effort. No Sam Kerr to, no, to yeah. applaud, it was all a team effort. Um, the the resounding uh, uh, the resounding uh, idea was that everybody on the team played out of their skin, mm. so it was a wonderful victory, and it broke records. It was the most watched thing on Channel Seven. It was this year. It was the most watched women's sporting event in Australia ever. Wow! And it was a resounding success. And that's huge because this is enormous. It we had hosted the Women's World Cup for cricket in Australia yeah. at the start of 2020. And the to get to the final there, they were aiming to try and get 100,000 100, people at the G for that final, which I went to. It was a wonderful event. I think COVID was starting to happen, so they didn't quite make the attendance. It was getting close to 90. But the fact that that was a World Cup final and they had that many people at the G watching and now these events are breaking record and we're not even in the final stages yet. That was, you know, that was the last yeah. group match, and that's yeah. breaking those records. So, just think what could come next. Yeah, what could yeah. Come next? Imagine if we, you know, get to the final or bloody win the thing. So, just over uh, almost five million people tuned in to watch Australia against Canada. Now, I do suspect that a lot of that is when Australia's going well. People go, "Hey, are you watching the Matildas? Mm. Get on! We're mm. smashing them." You know, four goals. Jesus, that's that's a good effort. Yep. So next week we've got our soccer correspondent calling in, yes. Jason Polak. Former uh, Socceroo. Former Socceroo. And um, we can get more in-depth expert commentary on Some the matter. expert analysis of the game. Yes. Now, we're singing the praises of the World Cup in soccer. But. Yes. I have a but. Yeah. I this have a butt as well. You have a butt as well. I we all a, have butts here have, in the studio. We, we all have butts. Um, it's the world game, right? And, you know, there are 64 matches with many different countries being played, but only 15 of the matches are being played on free-to-air TV. Yeah. The rest of them, you have to go on, you know, bloody Optus Sport. Is it Opti- yeah. Behind now, the paywall. Now, no one 
in their right mind would get a subscription to Optus Sport. I wouldn't. I don't have one. You know, I who, don't, no. No one knew it existed before this World Cup even happened, right? But, you know, to watch all the games that aren't Matildas and a couple others, basically anyone who might face the Matildas, they're playing on free-to-air. But to watch any of the other games, you've got to go on Optus Sport. You've got to pay for it. We're in a cost-of-living crisis right now. You know, it's not really viable to do this right now. And fans aren't happy about it. Fans are not happy about it. And, look, it's the world game. Australia has an enormous migrant population. A lot of people would love to see their teams play, you know. Mm. Haiti, for example. It's not you just know. Commonwealth countries in this one. No, it's, it's all over. And it's a big missed opportunity. This is the biggest sporting event in Australia since the 2000 Olympics. Quite rightly so. Mm. And it's just an enormous missed opportunity. So, a little, uh, a little, uh, what do you call it? Tidbit. Yes. Mm. <laughs> Australia has an anti siphoning list. Have you heard yeah, about this? Yes, I have heard about that. No. So, it's uh, in the effort to ensure Australians could continue to watch major cultural events on free to air TV, um, especially after the introduction of pay TV, the anti siphoning list was created. So it was established under the Broadcasting Services Act 1992 and it aimed to give free-to-air networks the first opportunity to buy the TV rights to events on the list before pay TV comes in and you know uses all their big dollars to get it. So the communications minister also has power to add or remove any event from the list. Now, any FIFA event is already on the list automatically but only for the men's competition. Oh. The women's FIFA events are not on the list it's as not it stands. not on the anti-siphoning list. Now, the communications minister could add them at any stage, but has not at this point. Who is the communications minister? I don't know, and that's a major problem. <laughs> Step no. your game up, communications minister. So the minister could um, put that on the list. Channel 7 could whip out some money to do it. They don't have to break their prime time bloody schedules. They've got all these other channels, you know. Exactly. They've got seven, mate. They've got seven, two, I believe. You know, and, you know, we could watch American Pickers for four hours, (laughs) or we could watch, you know, Haiti play someone. I mean, come on. Come on, oh, Channel God. 7. I agree. Come on, Communications Minister. Communications Minister Michelle Rowland. Michelle oh, Rowland. Michelle, come on. Come on, Michelle. Pick up your game, Michelle. Sporting that record. Is, it is interesting that it's things like that that lists, you know, a list like that doesn't just include the women's game. It's, the, the biggest sporting event in the country yeah. for over 20 years. Yeah. It's not on there. Yeah. I mean, geez. I mean, Channel 7 got the rights and they paid a bundle for it, but come on. Yeah. Come on. Can I talk about medal tallies? One moment. Let me just plug the game. Oh, so yeah. Australia's playing Denmark in the first of the knockout mm-hmm. stages on the 7th of August. That's a Monday, yep. I believe. It's next Monday. It's a Monday. Um, so you can catch that on Channel 7 because, of course, they'll be broadcasting that one, free-to-air mm-hmm. TV. And if you want to get up to sport, I mean, you can you can do that. But, yeah. I mean, come on. So the teams to beat are England, USA, and I reckon Japan. Japan are looking Japan fantastic. Are They're looking doing really strong. Yeah, and uh, Jamaica as well just knocked out Brazil, um, which is huge. As I mentioned before, they had to do a GoFundMe to even get the team over here. So it's a massive upset that they were able to knock out Brazil, as yeah. who are a powerhouse in in you know in f- football, but 
in both the men's and women's game. Yeah. So I'm just setting up your, your weekend here. Mm-hmm. Saturday night, you've got the netball semifinals. 7 p.m. Sat, uh, Sunday night, you've got the netball finals mm-hmm. on SBS, both of those. Events. And then Monday night, you've got the, the women's soccer against Denmark. Oh, so much it's women's pretty, sport. Pretty so good weekend. Good. So good. Now, James and I have often agreed that medal tallies are bullshit. <laughs> oh, straight into it, John. <laughs> Hot take. Uh, Olympic Games, you know, all I go on about is the medal tally. Oh, oh, where are we on the medal tally? It's absolute bullshit. It's all about bragging rights. But anyway, we've just had the Swimming World Championships in Japan. Yeah, yeah. Well, a lot of and on. it was very interesting. I watched some of it. It was quite exciting. A lot of world records broken. As you know, I love races. You could race any sort of race. I like it. I'm yeah. into it. Great. Anyway, the final medal tally was... Uh, and they, the traditional way of doing medal tallies is gold medals uh, 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 create the order. Mm. So Australia won 13 gold medals, USA 7, China 5. Mm. But on American TV, they had a different way of rating it. This caused a bit of controversy. So the Americans, they just added up how many medals you won, gold, silver, bronze, and they came up with USA 38, Australia 25, China 16. So ah. they put themselves on top. Right. Classic. But looking into that, there's actually a third way because that's just the swimming. It was actually the World Aquatics Championships, which included diving and artistic swimming and water polo and stuff like that. So when you add up, when you go for that, China actually finished on top with 20 gold because they won lots and lots of diving medals. Go China. Australia came second, USA third under that thing. So, uh, But I also realised there's a couple of... Uh, Australians won gold medals that we've never heard of. So in the high diving, the high diving... Is that 10 metre platform? No, this is 20 metres. Oh, what? 20 metres. Oh, it's, like, it's like cliff diving, but in a controlled atmosphere. An wow. Australian uh, named Rhiannon Ifland, who's th- three-time world champion, believe it or not, what? she won the gold in that. Well done. And an Australian diver also won the men's 10 metre platform, Cassiel Russo. So I wanted to mention them. Yeah, yeah amazing. Go to, the di- go to the divers. Go to the divers. 20 We're running meters. out of time. I want to get into some trivia. Oh. Come across a great trivia question during the week. Can I just say one more yep. thing? Um, Ariane Titmus. Oh, yep. The, the rocket. Uh, <laughs> one of the greatest swimmers this country has ever produced. Uh, won the 400-meter freestyle at the, at the championships in world record time. She won the world championship. Uh, with a time of three minutes, 55 seconds, and 38... Milliseconds? Milliseconds. <laughs> Walked into a trap there. <laughs> uh, but she was the first woman in history to swim sub three minutes and 56 seconds in a 400-metre freestyle. Amazing. So Ariane making history right there. Legend. Go, Ariane. You know how in footy they have the heritage jumpers round? Yes. Um I found out an interesting bit of trivia during the week because I was, uh, in my job, I was collating some footy cards. And these are really old ones. You used to get them out of cigarette packets. Mm. Buy a pack of cigarettes, you get a footy card. Yeah. Anyway, there was a St Kilda one, and the St Kilda jumper was uh, red, black, and yellow. Yes. Ah. And occasionally I remember seeing heritage jumpers, red, black, and yellow. Yes. And I always wondered why. Ah, why one. did they change from that many, many, many years ago, to red, black, and white that we're familiar with. Well, give you some music, Em. I know the answer to this one, but you go for it. Oh, I feel like this seems like a trick question. It's not a trick no, question. No, it's not a trick okay. question. It's very logical. It's a logical... Yeah. 
something is it a logic is it a practical thing about like yes, wearing very yellow on the on the field oh no not that practical okay no. uh, um, it's political it's a political well thing. it's it seems like the, it's the indigenous flag is that no, I, no, irrelevant not okay <laughs> no well I'm out of ideas all right go for Jim is it because during World War Two we were fighting oh. against Germany yes. stop no. the German colors. Yes. And so, in order to not promote Germany in any way, they changed from red, uh, yellow, and black to red, white, and black. No way! You win the prize. That's yes. a that's a that's a fantastic piece. Which of leads trivia. us into the jazz round. Yeah. So I brought along the St Kilda theme song. No surprises. That's when the Saints come marching in. Yeah. But we'll hear the Smack of Fitzgibbons version. Yes, when so you've been listening to The Sporting Record with uh, M, John, and myself, James. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for in a couple of weeks. We've got the Alex Saundry interview, which will be phenomenal. We've got Jason Polak coming in next week, our former soccer, soccer expert. And you've been listening to The Sporting Record. Here's the Saints theme. Listen to this. Jazz, jazz version, jazz time. <laughs> Saints go marching in. Oh, when the saints go marching in. Oh, how I want to be with St. Kilda when the saints go marching in. Saints.